Zelda in Fote Podcast. Bum, 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 bum. Hey everybody, welcome to the Zelda Informer Podcast. My name is Adam. Thank you so much for joining us. That opening theme song, as always, is brought to us by Brandon and Company. And this week's closing theme, as always, is brought to us by Jeesh. It is the Hero of Time remix. You can find that down below in the links section, as well as the Twitters of myself and everyone else on this episode. By the way, if you are interested, I do weekly art and video game streams, both of which are also linked down below. Please send me a follow on there. I really appreciate it. We can talk about the show or anything behind the scenes or any upcoming uh, ideas that may be going on uh, outside or inside the podcast. Uh, but before we get into who's on this week's episode, let's talk about some of the news from this past week. Zelda Informer threw a really weird Christmas party, Steam had a bit of an issue with their accounts, and Sakurai compared himself to George Lucas. Thank you for joining us once again. My name is Adam, and this week I'm happily joined by... Hey, it's me! It's, it's the guy! I really like buffalo wings. I'm eating buffalo wings right now. I love buffalo wings. That was a really passionate opening, yet really... also the strangest one. I love buffalo wings. But I was man. actually... No, I, I agree. I was actually at Hurricanes <laughs> earlier today. Okay. Uh, which is like this franchise I love, and I got Buffalo Wings. Why so. were you at Katrina's place? <laughs> All right, uh, that's enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the silent afterwards made it so much better. Just like everyone just like looking down at the table, just... Do we have to? <laughs> We've been... Katrina, I hardly know her. <laughs> Next but not least. I don't hey. even say my name. No, you don't get a name. We're gonna right. call you Katrina this whole episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At least call me Cat. Christ. Yeah. Call me Chris actually. We've done that before. It's been used. I think we have, yeah. Yeah. Alright. Hi, it's Never. Jeff. Uh I was interrupted. Um, and I want to ask Colin. Uh, Much like New Orleans was t- interrupted by a no, hurricane, bad, <laughs> characteristically, no, too soon. of course. <laughs> too soon. Uh, Colin, are you really eating wings? Yeah, I am. I was just eating wings too. Are we all I'm, eating wings today? I'm. I'm. I don't know. I just. This, this I got day. back from the city an hour ago, and as soon as I got home, I ordered in dinner, and I ordered in a burger and wings. Wow. And I still have two boneless wings left. You went on a city adventure day, didn't you, Colin? I did. We should talk about that. I'll go that before... into that in a second, yeah. But last but not least. Hello, I am Luke, the better Australian, or the alpha Australian, or... The, the only I Australian. The only Australian in this podcast. And the only one. Ka- Katie's still an Australian. <laughs> yes, but she's not on the podcast I haven't, anymore, so I've, I I've never talked to her, so she doesn't exist. That is very narcissistic of me. I'm just, I'm just going to say I'm back. Colin, I've, I've in his 20 break. years, has yet to experience object permanence. Uh, just a fun fact for you guys. <laughs> I've experienced uh, the cards against humanity. 2016 card. is gonna be full of fun facts and object permanence. <laughs> no, still no object permanence. Yeah, I've had maybe a bit in of 2017. Break, uh, mainly because I've been really busy over the holidays. Um, but it's nice to be back. So thank you for having me back. Not a problem at all. Glad to have you with us. It's a bit of a problem. Speaking with me, speaking but... of Christmas, why don't we start off with uh, what everyone got for crimplings? What did what everybody, what everybody gets for Crimbus? That's a bit rude to Adam there. How he is celebrates that, how is Hanukkah, that? not Christmas. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> what, what did you get for Kwanzaa, Adam? <laughs> I got a traditional African head garb. 
Oh, there you uh, go. To help uh, symbolize my people. I'm kidding. Colin <laughs> was sweet enough to get me. Uh, he, he sent me a little care package with a bunch of uh, cool Twin Peaks and coffee-themed goods. It was yeah, really sweet. It was pretty and great. It, yeah, it was, it was very, very sweet of him to do. Uh, he sent me some DVDs, coffees that I really like, and I was like super excited because I've had, for the past couple weeks, I've had the coffee that I love to make, and now I have this, so I've had every kind of coffee that I wanted over this break. But yeah, it was, that was pretty much what I got. I also got pants, and I got my hair dyed blue. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> that's you become the next Markiplier. Yeah, that's what I've been getting. Everybody just, calls me Markiplier just, now. Just video games and blue hair. There hey, everybody, go. welcome to the Zolt Informer Podcast. This is Markiplier. How's everybody doing today? <laughs> I didn't know we had Patrick Warburton on the show. Do I sound like Patrick Warburton when I do a Markiplier impression? I love Patrick Warburton because he, he talks like this, but then when he yells, his voice cracks. <laughs> I love it. I love his voice. Patrick War. Wait, is that that guy? The, yeah, the Kronk from, oh. from Emperor's oh. New Groove. And his voice cracks when he starts yelling. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I know this is kind of, this cracks. is super off track, but I love how he literally talks like about how, you know, I'm Kronk, the guy who starts talking and then his voice starts to fade out of nothingness. Yeah. <laughs> He's also Brock Samson and um, Brock Samson. Some, some other unfunny Seth MacFarlane characters. <laughs> Brock Samson is a hilarious character. Thank you. Uh, I got a Steam controller, um, Earth Defense Force 2 for the Vita, and Rise of the Tomb Raider for Xbox One. That's it. <laughs> I, I, what do you think of those three things, Colin? Well, uh, Earth Defense Force well, is always a good game. You should buy mm. it no matter what version of the game it is. Have you gotten to play Tomb Raider yet? Uh, yeah, I've actually played the first. Tomb Raider is interesting because it starts off like like Tomb Raider 2013 is, where it's like this super adventurous like third-person shooter. Like, mm. It's so weird because the newer Tomb Raider is like a copy of Uncharted, which was a copy of the older Tomb Raiders. <laughs> um, yeah, but, like, but is that Rise... bad? <laughs> no, it's not at all. But Rise of the Tomb Raider gets weird because you play like two or three levels of like, you know, you're climbing and you're shooting and you're like, all right, I can get Tomb behind Raider. this. But then the third level, it starts going, here's your camp, here's your character and weapon upgrade shop. Now you have to go out into the world and hunt. And I'm like, what? So Rise of the Tomb Raider... Yeah, the last game did that as well. Uh, but it did it a little bit earlier on. Yeah, but like, I I haven't played much of either, so I can't really I can't really yeah. say. I think I've actually played more of Rise of the Tomb Raider. Well, don't worry, I played... I played Rise of the Tomb Raider uh, Indian Hunt Edition, uh, Far Cry 4, uh, and it is terrible. Oh, yeah, that is a uh, no um, bueno. Yeah, but uh, Before I get into that, because that's going to be kind of a long rant... Um, <laughs> What else have you guys been playing this past week? You know, Colin, you kind of mentioned Far uh, Tomb Raider, but is there something else that you've been playing recently oh, that you want to talk Jeff, about? Yes, and Jeff got nothing. Yeah, J Jeff and Luke got nothing for Christmas. Jeff, okay, sorry, yeah. I, I, I've <laughs> been were, skipping ahead. They were rude boys. <laughs> what did you get for Christmas, guys? I got coal. All right, Jeff. I got a rock. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised. You Luke, got a rock. Are, you, uh, are we sure that it's like Jeff. coal and not just yeah, giant spiders? Jeff. Like... Um, Jeff. <laughs> Was the rock black and powdery of so in some way? Yes, uh, I actually used it as a frag grenade in the everlasting war against. Thank spiders. you, Jeff. I didn't know you were Australian. <laughs> now American, Jeff. Yes, yes, it was, was. Your... and it was 
and I and I put googly eyes on it, and I've named it Tim. Jeff, I think that's Cole. Also, Tim isn't really a good name for Cole, but you know, you do you. Um, are they? Hey, I really have nothing else to add than that. You know, he's, he's also got a yarmulke. He's Jewish. Well, duh, he's in a Jewish household. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Come on, man. Tim, the Jewish Hanukkah Cole. Tim, the Jewish tool man. Christmas Cole. It's the new. It's the new Netflix revival of uh, Home Improvement. Yeah, I was. I was. I was literally about to say starring Tim Allen. There you go. (laughs) So now that we got past what nobody got for Christmas aside from me, let's and and what I sent Adam. Let's I guess talk about. But you didn't send me pants or blue hair. No, I (laughs) sent you a Twin Peaks box. That's what. And I wrote How Zanny on it. And, some and I got, damp- and and I got really things. scared because I thought the post office would like return the package and be like, the hell is this? I mean, I watched an, an unboxing video the other day of a guy and he got a meat cleaver for Christmas in a box. So <laughs> like sure, just like an unwrapped sure meat cleaver, just like what? in the box. And another person uh, no, said, it was uh, it was a meat cleaver and the Koran. Yeah. And then someone sent broken glass. <laughs> <laughs> Please never what? do that for me. <laughs> never send me. Uh, go to our PO box, like... Zelda Informer PO box one three eight nine five, uh, Orlando, Florida. That's almost convincing. <laughs> Get a good stream of numbers. There we go. I'm proud of you, Colin. Um, but what have you guys been playing this past week? As I was saying, <laughs> um, so. For the last few weeks, one of the many, many topics we brushed upon was PS2 games coming to the PS4. And me being a terrible person that I am, I actually bought into one. And I bought Parappa the Rapper 2. Because I love Parappa the Rapper. It's, Rappa. it's it, Parappa the Rapper. Isn't it Rappa? Like no, it's, it's Parappa the Rapper. It should be Parappa the Rapper, though. That's what you no. That's what you you're tricked into thinking. But no, that's it's Parappa the rapper. I should know. I made a video about his death. All right. I know how to spell his name. He should have also stepped on the brakes. But that is besides the point. <laughs> stepped on the brakes. But um. Listen, kid. It's not hard. <laughs> so I I I I've played Parappa for 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 many a long time, and I love Parappa the rapper. And I even love Unjam uh, Unjammer Lammy. I think which is another weird name because you think it'd be Unjammer Lammy, but no, it's Umjammer Lammy. Uh, and I think they're both great games. And I never played Parappa Two, so I did, and it's not that great. <laughs> it's it's eight songs instead of six. Okay, and that's not bad. They it's not bad, but more there's a lot more slower songs, which were not. That's not that fun in a rhythm game, especially in a game like Parappa that's supposed to get harder with every song. Right. You go time. through like, like, like a couple slow songs because they're opening tutorial songs, then to do a fast song and then just go back to doing slow stuff is really obnoxious because you just want to, you know, get good. Um, they also included a mechanic I really don't like. No other rhythm game does this where in previous Parappa, uh, Unjammer Lammy or any rhythm game, if you do worse and your rating drops, it just tells you on screen. It'll just go like, you know, like there's cool, good, bad, awful, and perhaps it'll just be like, oh no, you went from good to bad, like oops. 
In Parappa 2, whoever you're rapping against will stop the song and go, getting worse or getting better, and it completely kills the flow of the song. And it happens every time you change rating. Fortunately, it won't be happening much because Parappa 2 is also super forgiving and not difficult in any way. Unlike Parappa 1, where by the third song, it just, like, kicks into high gear, Parappa 2, I beat in, like, 30 minutes without even, like, failing or dropping rating. Wow. The reason being is because there's actually three New Game Plus modes. Why? I don't know. And what, are, what, are, what happens in each one? Uh, Parappa's hat changes color, and the game the game gets harder. But unlike other rhythm games where it's like, oh, we just added more buttons you have to press during certain lyrics, the game, the songs are actually remixed to have more lyrics, so you have to press more buttons and it's and it's harder that way. And yet it's still not that hard because, uh, yesterday. So I they decided, made them longer. No, they didn't. They just they just added more. They just added more lyrics, and it sounds really make, awkward no. because instead of like. Instead of having the uh, voice actors re-record the songs, mm-hmm. they just YouTube poop it. Oh, that's so. That's so really in bad. the original song, it'll be like "cook the burgers," but in the the remix, it'll be like "cook, cook, 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 cook burgers." Like it's really awkward. Oh, sounding. like how they did in the first one. If you wanted to like kind of stylize the song, yeah. When you when you spam Which is like triangle, weird. yeah. No, it's always weird sounding. So it's even weirder when the actual song sounds like that. Um. Yeah. But I did it, I did New Game Plus twice, and I think I failed one song, maybe, on New Game Plus. It's it's not difficult, still. Um, and, I mean, I wouldn't say the game is necessarily bad, but it's definitely disappointing. Much like Far Cry 4. And, yep. Yeah, Far Cry 4. But you know what isn't disappointing? Rainbow Six Siege, which I've still been playing. Yeah, I know you've been mentioning it nonstop. <laughs> Way too much Rainbow Six Siege. But I love it. It's great. Get it. Go buy it. <laughs> I love it, but save me from this nightmare. It's great, well, but I'm addicted and I need help. <laughs> I I guess we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Moving uh, on, Luke, I think you had something to say. Yes, I've been playing a game that I've been way too late to the party for, which is Fez. Um, oh. For those of you that don't remember that game, it was like released in 2012, I believe. It uh, stars the little white man with the fez. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's very charming. Um, and I can't believe I waited this long to actually buy it off of a Steam sale. Um, it's absolutely worth every penny. <laughs> That's an interesting phrase, because I always like to imagine someone falls up with, it was almost worth every penny, just not that last one. <laughs> well, it was yeah. in a Steam sale, so how many pennies was it? Uh, it was like... A dollar fifty or something. So it was just like a hundred and fifty pennies. Yeah, it wasn't even that much. So I don't know if that's big, yeah. that big of a compliment. Compliment. Even if I hated it, it was a dollar fifty. Like you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you didn't like it and you gave Philfish money, then you just feel worse. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of good prices on Steam right now, Fallout New Vegas is two forty nine. The Ultimate Edition is six fifty. Shovel Knight is ten bucks. Rocket League is fourteen dollars. Lisa is two forty nine. Among the Sleep is six bucks. And all these offers end on June on January fourth. <laughs> uh, I highly recommend all these games. Uh, uh, and 
you know, I'll get to that when we talk about uh, the but, of the year. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll talk a little bit. There is some news I haven't seen recently, but we'll talk about yeah. afterwards. What was it about Fez that made you feel like it was worth a dollar and fifty cents? Um, the sound like design. truly worth a dollar and fifty cents. The sound really design. nail that in. The sound, sound design. The sound design was excellent. This sounds like a dollar and fifty cents worth of sound design. Um, the graphics, although a bit <laughs> like you know, designed to be eight bit, were really pretty, especially uh, mm-hmm. in the latter part of the game. Um, the yeah. characters, although not uh, properly defined, is much more uh, show don't tell sort of mm-hmm. storytelling, where you don't really get told too much of the story until a little bit later. A bit like Dark Souls, really, where you sort of have to explore the world and actually talk to the characters to actually find out this lore behind it. Um, right. And it's, it's got one of those things that you go, well, I mean, I played that for three hours. How the hell did that happen? <laughs> uh, and it was especially good uh, when I was just sort mm-hmm. of really bored and I'd been stuck on a puzzle for about an hour and a half and I just left my game running. Um, and this is when my internet had been shut off. Uh, for about a week, so I was sort of getting really bored. Um, so it was one of those times where I just spent and and I I think I ended up putting up about twelve hours into the game, uh, which if you define that as one dollar is worth one hour, then I sort of got eleven dollars worth of the content for a dollar fifty. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Uh, Jeff, what have you been up to this past week? I've been playing a lot of Xenoblade Chronicles X and a tiny bit of Yoshi's Woolly World. And they're both fantastic, although I put a lot more hours into Xenoblade. Yes, they are. I mean, I remember you mentioned uh, your progress to me in Xenoblade earlier today. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, the whole time I've been playing it, uh, I just keep thinking about Zelda U is really going to be an open world game. They need to take a lot of cues from this because it does a lot of things right. Not perfectly. There's some things that, like uh, the story and the characters, aren't as engaging as a typical JRPG. Usually, like in some of the most memorable ones, it's like, oh, I really like all these characters and how I met them. In this one, it's kind of like, you did a side mission. Now you have a new character you can play as, and you're like, why do I care? My character could be any I think class. It's, I think it's that the Xenoblade feels more. Um, focused on being like just super video gamey. It does. It does. Than the first one, because like, as I said in a previous podcast, like the opening of Xenoblade Chronicles the on the Wii is like like you know a prologue with like you know you're playing a certain character. It's like oh there's robots we gotta you know get down and you know really get them and then you you're introduced to Shulk and all that and here you're you create a character and then the game dumps you in the world with a rifle and there's like hey look dinosaurs here's two miles of walking have fun do whatever you want yeah and like the, I, I, one of the first lines of the game is literally do whatever you want yeah and it does do that well in terms of whatever you want like um before i beat the fourth story mission i travel to every continent in the game there are five continents and they're enormous i've heard i've heard the game world is larger than gta 5 and i'm not it's the world the worlds are so different i can't like say it's a hard scale thing but it is it's it's insane it's it's been feeling smaller for me because like i've gotten so used to fast travel and uh riding around in a scale Mm -hmm. uh the max but in terms of just the actual size there are 
I mean, I it's easy to forget that there are parts of the map. It's, it's weird to, you know, when someone's like, oh, GTA 5 is, like, bigger than GTA 4, or, or like, Morrowind, but the difference being in, like, GTA 5, even if it, though it's bigger, there's, like, roads everywhere, and you can just drive across it in, like, two minutes, while, you know, Morrowind, you'd have to, like, walk, walk. or something. So, it's really hard to say how Although big in Morrowind you could is fly at some point, but that's... Yeah, totally, there's fast travel. And... Morrowind is cool, but anyway, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. but it's, yeah, it is a totally different feel. And I mean, it reminds me of like, I, I do kind of get what you mean, Jeff, because like, even while what I was playing it, it still didn't feel as big as Xenoblade X was. Xenoblade. Like Xenoblade X, uh, Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles. X. Yeah. Chronicles. Sorry. There's, the names confuse me. We've had this conversation. It's the same thing, but there's an X at the end of the Yeah. The yeah. One. It's, it's very confusing because Xenoblade Chronicles isn't the first one. Then there's also like Xenosaga and then like. There's also Xeno Gears and yeah. Xeno Saga, yeah, but those are it, those are PS1. PS2 I know, but games. they're still like the same franchise, kind of, but not yeah, the same story, the same. but also the same. Like it's weird, it confuses. Anyway, um, Xenoblade Chronicles still feels massively big to me, even after I've seen like what it, the whole world is like. I mean, um, it, it does, but I feel like this game accomplishes it a little bit better, only because it really just does give you. I'm. It does give you the whole world. It's like here. Yeah, no, you and can think, go anywhere. We've almost broken the game before. Well, that's the thing. Like you can't. I actually. Okay, I did yesterday get the game to to freeze, and I had to restart. Oh, that was the first time I've had. I was that about happen. to ask if you broke it since I last saw you. Yeah, because it's, it's very hard <laughs> to break the game because you think you're jumping out of boundaries, and you you're not jumping out of boundaries. It's very hmm. difficult. I think so the they're... first and only. Oh, sorry. I'll... Oh, continue. I was just gonna say, like in terms of uh, open space and things like that. Two things. Uh, one with the original Xenoblade Chronicles you're restricted on how fast you can go through places, so you really get a feel for, like, oh, this place is huge, oh, this place is also huge. For this one, it's go ahead, just don't die. Um, but yeah. the other thing for this, for uh, X, is because you can fly, eventually, um, the amount of space to travel through just grows. Like, I just got the ability to move around to... to uh, I just got the flight ability with the scale, and... It's crazy. It's all of a sudden there's all this extra space, all these other, I mean, there's other enemies too as well, um, but gives you an entirely different perspective of, about the game. And it even, uh, it the main thing it's shown me is that there's a reason that Nintendo released those data packs. Kind of needs those. For, yeah, for it is, it's interesting because this is what I was going to say. It's the only, it's the first and only Wii U game where you actually have to pretty much install the game on the console. Yeah, I mean, I just like the Xbox One or PS4, you actually have to install Xenoblade. Mm -hmm. it's, it's optional, but you'd want to. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't load yet. times are going to be ridiculous. Yeah, I yeah. haven't yet, but I might now that I've gotten the flight stuff just because, like, I literally landed in an area and it was just like an empty open space and i waited for it to fill in when i got there yeah as, as soon as on the nintendo direct they were like oh you can download these like packs now i immediately yeah. went on my wii u and did it yeah it seemed, it seemed like a smart idea uh because honestly if you don't do it you get some like severe uh texture drops and it's, yeah, it's and very times and it's kind of crazy it's still but, funny though it is funny, but it's also, like, really... Oh, wait, there's one other feature that... Well, there's a couple other features, but there's one that I found out about that I admired while at the same time thinking, well, this is a really bad idea. 
um, I got to a cut. I got to a cutscene on a mission, and I was in a region where there could be blizzards. And when there's a blizzard, you can't see four feet in front of you. The bi blizzard played through the cutscene, oh so I couldn't see anything. <laughs> it was amazing. I was like, I'm really impressed with your dedication to this. But seriously, and then there was a fight directly afterwards. So like, there's enemies like in the snow. And I can't see where they are, and I'm like, this is really intense, but I don't know That's if this is a good confusing. idea. Graphically, Xenoblade X looks really good. Oh, it's yeah. And I'm and I'm surprised it has all the Yeah, except for <laughs> we mentioned this, how Xenoblade's a very good looking game, but then there are like certain <laughs> things in the world that just don't look good at all. Like the people. Like the like the faces or <laughs> the cars, the people. Uh... Yeah. But um yeah, there's things here. No, that... it's I I remember when I was walking around and all of a sudden it started raining and I'm like, wow, it's still like running at a very smooth frame rate, even yeah. with all the weather effects and all that crazy crap. One of the weirdest things uh, was when you're in the scale, if you're fighting an enemy, like mm -hmm. a large enemy, and you get well, first of all, whenever you start a battle on a scale, uh, the scale starts like floating a little bit off the ground so it can move fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, if you get really close to the enemy, your scale like goes on its back and is like floating yeah it's just floating on its back and it's really weird like i just odd. i don't know it's weird like i can get under the enemy and i've always it just looks very strange also flying is terrifying because i started i started flying around a region and all of a sudden i found something and it killed me so oh. and i found a dragon nice yeah what was his name uh elvira tim <laughs> it was one of the name dragons like they have named enemies oh okay yeah, so that was yeah. it. Was Elvira the, what's the special name for dragon? Something Drake. Mandrake. Mandrake. I think it was Mandrake. I feel like it was the worm one. What's the worm one? Have what sure. do you think of the music? It's called Worm. Played. Yeah, with the right. Y. Uh, the music. I'm actually surprisingly happy that they used a lot of songs with lyrics. I didn't think I'd be they're, as big they're a fan. They're super cheesy, but they're also super enjoyable. No, they're super enjoyable. Because it, 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 it's just, like, really dumb, like, J-rap. But, yeah, like, oh, it's, yeah. it's really, it's really fun to listen to. Like, yeah. in the city, you just hear two, like, hype men going, Yeah! Yeah, you know during during the um that's the beginning yeah, of the, as soon as you, you land know when in you're in like a battle city. and they just start like yelling at you and you're like this is great no when uh what adam's talking about like whenever i do fast travel into the city the minute i know that i've got that like it's finally loaded the city is i hear yeah yeah and well yeah it's fantastic I'm, I'm just saying like there's also the uh the battle music i right? like to imagine it's the two Super it's the kawaii too. anime girl companions that you have doing yeah. the the voices yeah um but back to what colin's saying yeah, I I do like the um I do like the battle music. It's not as exciting as some of the stuff in Xenoblade. Like the the um I like the standard music for uh, Xenoblade Chronicles battles. Oh yeah, the Xenoblade because it had that like that Chronicles really like that one cool. height it goes to, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I do like this a lot. I also have been pleasantly surprised by additions over time because. After you get a skull, there's new battle music, and I didn't expect that. And so when I started hearing it, I was like, "All right, I'm battling a skull." And then I mean, uh, there's the, also one when you're flying too. The first Xenoblade had like, a, I downloaded the soundtrack like months ago, and it has like, like almost way too many tracks. Like there's like there's like, I want to say like 50 tracks of music in that game. That makes sense. They got enough areas. There, there's for a it. there's a ridiculous amount of like music, like full length songs in the first Xenoblade, and so so like 
to see that like also transfer over to Xenoblade X is is great. Oh my god. This is totally off topic, but I just saw that they're making Dragon Ball Z Lego style minifigs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Now I can now I can I can do Lego Cloud Strife. <laughs> they look adorable a, and silly. That's a anyway. that one's gonna get. But yeah, good music and stuff. Fun time. Glad I didn't get the special edition. Yeah, I didn't get the special edition either. Very happy. I did buy a second copy for a friend. So. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a fun game. You should check it out if you haven't already. If you're into uh, RPGs and I'm, stuff. I I guess this can kind of go into our uh, gear and review sort of thing. Ah, yeah, if, we, if uh, we may. It's this is our last episode that we're going to be recording in 2015. It's going to be coming out. I think in. 2016 the, the second in the yeah, future the, second. Woo. the future um, and i i i wanted to say that i it's it's funny because about halfway through the year i usually think about what i think of the, you know the past year of whatever you know halfway through and by the end and halfway through i'm like man there's not really much to talk about that happened this year and now that we're at the end of 2015 there's maybe marginally a little more I talk about in terms of gaming. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because for I me, I think the big thing is that I keep forgetting that Nintendo released Splatoon this year because that was kind of a big deal. Um, like, for, like in terms of how I feel about games. But this well, is... no, it was a big deal for Nintendo. It was their first competitive shooter, and it kind of blew up. Yeah. Um. So I, I think I guess this is just how I feel. I'm gonna just get my opinions out of the way real quick. Um. This was the year I wanted to really like the X Bone. And Microsoft made me not like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Windows 10 streaming, but there was also nothing on it. Like, we got Rare Replay, Halo 5, and Gears of War Ultimate Edition. And uh, two, backwards compatibility. Two... Yeah, backwards compatibility is great. I like the Windows 10 streaming, that's also great. But in terms of actual games, there was nothing holding me over. Um, PS4, I know... I came back to the podcast earlier this year, kind of trashing on the PS4, but uh, ever since Until Dawn came out, um, it's and seeing you know all the games being announced for it at like PSX, I'm marginally more excited for it. Now mm-hmm. I'm feeling feeling a little better about mm-hmm. the PS4. Uh, I like how the Wii U's library of games this year were not necessarily the big Nintendo titles that everybody were wanting. It was more kind of weird niche titles because I love that crap. I love that in the span of a year, we got a weird new Nintendo IP. It's a third-person shooter. Mm-hmm. We got a Mario Creator-like game program. Yeah. We got a fifth Fatal Frame game. Mm-hmm. A, just a super crazy... Uh, no one would have person, thought about it. Third-person, first-person shooter hybrid mm. that is also the rarest game on the console with Devil's Third. And we got this giant open world JRPG with mechs and dinosaurs, which is Xenoblade. We also got some of the biggest announcements in Smash Bros. history. Some of which, yeah, we also got like Cloud and, jokes and since Bayonetta the in Smash. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that is bonkers. Yeah. So, I mean, this is also the year that Nidia Sarkeesian was finally stopped take, being taken seriously by yeah. Pet Once people. again, the Wii U was my favorite console yeah. <laughs> this year, but. Uh, before you start going Nintendo fanboy, I think the 3DS is uh, 
output this year was terrible. I would agree there with was, that. There's there was nothing. There was Triforce, Triforce Heroes. Triforce Heroes is great, That's but nobody wants it two... for some reason. That's Here's the thing: Triforce small. Heroes is great if you have two other people who also want to buy the game. No, you don't need that. Well, if but you want to do online, only one person needs to own the game at any time. Yeah, locally. Yeah. Yeah, locally, not online. And right. a lot of people like to play things online nowadays. Um, yeah, their internet. Right, stuff. But, but but other than that. Codename Steam was a bust. Um, I've been enjoying Xenoblade Chronicles 3D, but I can't say There's like, a port of Xenoblade Chronicles. That's neat. Pokemon Omega <laughs> Ruby and Alpha Sapphire was pretty decent. Wasn't that last decent year? Is a, wasn't decent that last year? I, I don't, that I don't was last count... Year. Oh, wow. uh, oh okay. yeah, that was last year, too. I, 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 I also don't count, I don't count remasters or ports, because I think that's cheating. Yeah, fair enough. And then Yoke that might Watch be me, but like... I, just, I just don't... Yokai Watch might have bombed those. in the states. Are there exceptions to that rule, Colin? Like if it's like never been on that that company's consoles or anything? <sighs> I think if it's completely, completely different from the original. But like, like what about uh Batman Arkham uh, Asylum or City uh, for the Wii U or uh, Snake Eater for the 3DS? I I or DS. 3DS? Uh, what was the other one? Snake Eater for the 3DS. Snake Eater for the even then I wouldn't count it too much though okay i just wanted to know because those are the two i mean i'd recommend them but i wouldn't call them like really good 3ds games like i wouldn't that's why i was saying before gears of war and rare replay because i don't really count those as being exclusives because those are games that already exist Mm -hmm. they're just being ported over right right i don't i just wanted to know where the uncharted collection i think that's cheating um oh yeah like things like yeah Shovel Knight plays really well on the 3DS. I happen to know that because I've also been playing that this week. Oh yeah, that but I'm just saying really if we're talking well. about exclusives, I just I just hate whenever people go like, oh, oh yeah, yeah it's not as being... exclusives isn't really I don't know exclusives. This is the year that kind of sealed in the idea for me that exclusives is a dying breed, and it yeah, should be. It really like should be a dying breed because nobody likes it, and the consoles are becoming way too expensive for people to be able to afford exclusives it's not the games themselves games are getting cheaper the consoles are getting more expensive i mean isn't the no, idea that software sells like... hardware still around i'm sorry do you think i mean it sounds like you're going against the typical idea that software sells hardware maybe but i want to hear what colin also had to say first no, before i, I keep going i think mm-hmm. i think exclusives do make the system because each system is unique and right it's, no i get I think you on it, that I, I, I don't like like this is just a personal gripe, but this year Zombie, mm-hmm. which was a you know a Wii U launch title with Zombie U, it was also released on the PS4, Xbox, and PC. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to continue to play the Wii U version because it was meant to be played on the gamepad. Right. No. No. I it mean, was meant to have a second screen. I don't understand when when games are ported over from other systems that had like a specific gimmick or gripe... thing that made that you know console version you know unique. Mm-hmm. And they bring it over to a system that doesn't have it. My gripe is that when you have so few exclusives, there's no point in them. If you have two exclusive games, you're just wasting people's time. If if it is if but... if it was like how you know the PS2 had its entire like almost exclusive library, and the Xbox had its almost entire exclusive library, and those are two separate things that you just don't connect. That's 
totally different. You know, it that is, was but, that but was like, a reason to buy what, both systems. But right now, I it's, think the exclusives are what keep the systems interesting because if they're if there right, no, no, but I'm saying then people would just be like, all right, mm-hmm. PS4, no Expo. No, no, I'm saying that they should have either a bigger stretch or none at all. Do you know? Do you understand? Well, yeah, like, which is the big issue. But at this, that's why I'm saying this year kind of sealed it in for me that exclusives are dying and they might as well at this point I just die. I, I mean, Adam, it sounds the... like you're just sort of talking about two systems that are still trying to get out of exclusives but haven't yet. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say that because um, the PS4 is slowly getting things that people like myself would actually mm-hmm. play. Bloodborne, I'm not a big fan of Bloodborne. I think Dark Souls 2 is much better than Bloodborne. At least Scholar of the First Sin is. Um... But until dawn is something that was like, yes, this is this is a PS4 only game. It's only for the PS4, and it's really great, and it makes. Me I've heard nothing. Like I've PS4. heard no complaints about until dawn because it's great. Yeah, no, it's I'm fantastic. saying like it's it's probably one of the most solid exclusives on the console. Um, you know, and and it's a shame that the Xbox One this year only got Halo Five. <laughs> yeah, in which terms was laughable at best. Yeah, but the Wii U got its own. It got a ton. Granted, yeah. none of them big 10 out of 10 heavy hitters. Even as good as Splatoon is, I have plenty of issues with that game. Mm-hmm. Like, Mar- the menus. Mario I'd really like... Hey, was... Nintendo, I'd really like to play Splatoon with my friends. <laughs> well, just... I don't look... want to do the... I don't want to do the, 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 the lobby roulette where we all have to, like, time sync like what we do with the podcast where we have to clap before we record to sync everything up i hate doing that with trying to play splatoon i'll understand how smash brothers and mario kart have perfect lobby systems with tournament settings but splatoon doesn't and it's the most competitive of the three yeah exactly i well it's the most it's the most designed to be it's the most designed to be competitive from the ground up yeah well i love splatoon but that stuff holds me back on the note of like the weak 3ds lineup uh colin do you see anything in 2016 that you think will kind of redeem that yes but only because those games are supposed to come out this month i did you know that mario and luigi paper jam is already out in japan and europe it's here it's here yeah you have it we still have to wait till the end of january yeah um, and it's been I don't get that. What? I I want to play that now. It's a bit of a disappointment. It's the one 3DS game I really want to play. It's a bit of a disappointment. I I've been hearing that it's kind of a disappointment. Yeah. I don't care. I think I still think it looks fun. I mean, okay, Luke, have you played it at all? Yeah, I've finished it. Okay, is it better or worse than Sticker Star? Um. <laughs> uh... Sticker Star does not even count as a Mario paper game at all. No, I just that's what is I'm it saying. It's better it's, it's, or it's worse? Much better. They improve then, on that's a lot fine. of things. I, whatever. I like Super Paper Mario, and that game is not even that great either. But there you yeah. go. Like they improve on everything that is important, um, and they make it better. Um, Fire they... Emblem Fates looks fun for people who like Fire Emblem. I think that's going to be great next year. I think uh, the Dragon Quest games are definitely. You know, that is going to be some pretty good traction. Um, we are getting but, Hyrule Warriors Legends. Yes, nice. and that's that's also pretty exciting, too. But otherwise, I, I, I'd like to see them pull something soon. I know you were saying that, um, like, ports from old games don't really count, but I'm so excited to see what they do with Pokemon Red, Yellow, and Blue when they remake that. 
But there's nothing. Well, no, they're, they're not, not. They're not remakes. Yeah. They're just. They're just virtual console releases. They oh, just have really? wireless trading. Oh, yeah, that's stupid. Damn. Yeah, really? and they're ten. I, and they're ten dollars Personally, personally, I wouldn't want them any other way than virtual console releases. Yeah, it'd be interesting if they had the actual like the Game Boy update, the Game Boy Advance update updated versions on the like, virtual console. Fire like, red and leaf green and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've never played those and I would love to try those out. They're actually pretty good. They improved on a lot of the things that the first one sort of failed to do. First gen? Or Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted first to sure. they, that's what I'm saying. They just improved right. on the small little gripes that you could get from that game. Right, right. I mean I am, it's it's really old at this point. I am <laughs> expecting uh Nintendo to go ahead and pull out some sort of Pokemon, big Pokemon announcements for the new year. Uh, Especially with how Yokai Watch failed. Well, yeah. Uh, because, like, they expected... I mean, if it still remains strong in Japan, then it's still viable. Like, they right, no, no. It, I mean, that's why the they States brought it over, it'll be because like, it was such a big Yeah, no, they, they assumed it would be that, that big of a oh, hit here. Pokemon 2.0 here. Because it seemed like it was going to be... Like, a lot of us thought, even at E3, I was thinking this might be the next Pokemon killer, even though I was terribly bored by it. Um, but that was just a personal reason that had nothing to do with the game itself. Um, yeah, I, also want to Adam and mention... I were talking about this before. Like, uh, a big thing might just be like, why did they keep the name Yokai? I mean, it's memorable, but they could have changed it to like Spirit Watch or something. That like, which is generic, but at the same time, it makes it easier for kids to know what they're playing. I will... Pokemon is Pocket Monsters. It's two words that they know. Also, on the topic of handhelds, the Vita had a. Horrible showing this year. Oh my god! The Vita god. at this point, I don't even consider the a console I mean, they, more as a D- David Lynch esque experiment. It's how a, many times has Sony said the Vita was dead this year? Like, take a shot for every time they called it a legacy system where it was like missing somewhere. Challenge um, and to, and for for an added game, if you want to be the extra risky type or you have a high tolerance for alcohol, take a shot every time they did a re-release or new version of the Vita. Oh, uh, no, actually, they only did the well, 2000 I'm, and the TV. I mean, but... I thought they did the 2000, they did, like, two re-releases other than that. No, they didn't, they've only done the one. Oh, okay, I thought, never mind. It's I New Year's Eve, so that's a good drinking game to do tonight, I mean, come on. <laughs> it's New Year's Eve. I think a better drinking game is whenever they announce a Vita game, and it's also coming to the PS4, because, mm. oof, <laughs> there's a lot of those. <laughs> I love I love how, during the PlayStation experience, I didn't bring this up, um, but every time they were, like, talking about a game, they'd be like, also on Vita! And you're like, great, I can play mm-hmm. old Neo Geo games on my Vita? <laughs> like, it's it's a port, and it's an old game? Like, I'm really excited, I guess? It's I... actually quite funny, because on the uh, PlayStation advertisements uh, in Australia now, they've completely uh, wrote out the um, Vita. Like, completely. There is no mentions of it. And there's still, and there's, and, and they the don't... problem is, is that there's still good in it because, like, also take a shot whenever the new a new PS Vita game is Danganronpa or Persona, but like Ultra Danganronpa Ultra Despair Girls and Persona Four Dancing All Night, I've played them both and they're they're pretty good. They're not crazy amazing, but they're pretty good, and there's something there. <laughs> Just Sony does not really want to take advantage of it. Like, not only have they removed it from advertisements, though, they've removed it from stores. They're just not selling. Oh it yeah, no, at I, all. I, yeah, I can't. If I when I go to a Best Buy or a GameStop, the Vita stuff is always like 
whatever they've had there for the last few months and <laughs> it's just always like, on clearance they're just trying to get rid of it they're yeah. just like hidden it behind better games just like if you, you know, go on sony's website they're not even selling the vita anymore <laughs> they, i watched a best buy employee try to slide one into someone's bag with all their other purchases only to for the person to take it out of their bag in disgust and throw it on the ground <laughs> <laughs> it's it's it, it's something I really I really don't want to hate, but no, it, I remember we were Sony t- has just given me like every reason it's, to hate it. It was one of those things that when it was coming out, I was really excited for it, and all of us were. And then it just turned into be like the biggest like disappointment. Um, yeah, it, it, I I still to this day hope that there's some silver lining that we're just missing. Like, I hope in, like, five years I, they realize that there was, like, a perfect game on there that we just all did, needed to play. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, it's Persona 4, but, and uh, that's a port, so it doesn't count. Exactly. <laughs> when you look at the fact that the PSP uh, managed to sell as much as, or maybe even more than the, the DS, mm-hmm. which was one of the no, most popular... No, it, it didn't sell anywhere close, but it's still... It's, it, it didn't sell anywhere close to the DS, but it, it did marginally well. It did better than most handhelds do. I think it sold yeah. 30, 40 million. I actually bought a PSP again early, like earlier this year. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, and it's amazing how the PSP still holds up fantastically mm-hmm. because it it works as a general device. You can you know put your music, movies. Like I photos. You can... literally before we did this episode, I was rummaging through one of my old drawers and I found my old PSP with yeah a copy of Kick Ass on umd as well as a copy of uh a couple of video games and some family guy episodes i have for some reason have a family guy DVD yeah. like does CD anything collection. else run on umd no it was a it was a psp only thing yeah it was a really weird the umds are interesting it sounds expensive but, uh, it's for a... them to pursue it it was i think but like the system sold yeah well i the thing about the PSP, not to drag on about it, mm. but, like, the thing about the PSP was that there was a lot of proprietary things about it, but you could get those proprietary things cheaper mm-hmm. because they were used in other Sony products, which right. is what the Vita does not have going for it. Like, the charger for the PSP was the same one that came with Sony's cameras and ebook readers. Yeah. So you could find a replacement one for dirt cheap. Same thing with their Pro Duo memory sticks, like, those were also used by the ebook readers and the cameras. Mm-hmm. So even though they were, you know, PSP only, they weren't SD cards, you could still get them cheap. And also you could get a micro SD adapter for the PSP. The Vita, its memory cards are completely unique and its charging cable is also completely unique. Yeah. And it even uses DRM if you want to transfer data from like your computer. We, we've had like, a dis- don't... we've had discussions about this in previous episodes, yeah. like longer ones. So if you're interested in hearing that, please go back. Um, I think that was the episode with um. Was it with Dane? Uh, the uh, the guy from Machinima. Uh, D- Danovan. There you go. Yeah, great episode. Good guy. Yeah, go listen to that. We and follow about him the, on Twitter. Uh, the also, yeah, um, do that. Uh, I want to touch base on last week's episode really quick. Um. Because it was kind of a cool Christmas special thing that we did. And uh, I'm I'm pretty proud of it. I'm pretty proud of what we did. Some people, like Jeff and Luke, weren't able to make it <laughs> um, for various reasons. Shame. Yeah. For, ver- for various shame. reasons. It's it's understandable this holiday season. We've literally mentioned that, you know, people... We had a lot of ups and we had a lot of downs. Yeah. Making a lot of people that were like... really interested couldn't make it or couldn't figure out, like, who to record with or how to record with. I ended up recording with a lot of people. 
uh, as you can hear from the episode. Um, yeah, some I people was... pulled through at like the last. Yeah, second. no, a lot of people pulled through at the last second. I think the last two days, I got most of the files in, most of the uh, submissions. Um, I'm really excited for it, but um, on like the last couple of days when I was planning on to record it, um, the person that I was planning on recording with actually bailed. Um, so I <laughs> yeah, was sort of trying to rush to find someone else to do it with, and then I just couldn't because I was so busy during that time. Like, yeah, and then your internet went out and all that stuff. It it just, it was. Yeah, it was. Just I, I one felt of those bad things. for you from here. <laughs> I, I was trying so hard. Yeah. I was trying so hard. And then uh, my internet company, which yeah. I don't want to call out on them, but it was just like... Not a good really? time. <laughs> like... Not the best timing. No. Um, um, especially yeah. when like they, they claimed that I hadn't paid my bill, <laughs> even though I had physical proof that I had paid everything. And it's just like... <laughs> I don't want to go into it. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Um, but yeah, uh, I remember, I think like, who's the last person to submit their audio? I can't even remember, but I remember that. Um, Probably us. Oh yeah, we, we did. We did. Uh, we literally finished recording that bit right before you went out to eat and then started editing. Yeah. Yeah. I went out to eat and then I, I was, Should we release the um the first recording as a bonus? Maybe sometime. It's a little bit graphic. Maybe. Um, we oh, ended up... Let me... I'll explain. Yeah, go Basically, for it. Basically, uh, as a callback to one of our earlier podcasts, we did a, a reading. By the way, if you the... have no idea what this reference is to, I highly suggest you fix that. It's one of our... It's one of the funniest What, what episode bits. was that? Wasn't that 64? That, that was 64. That was 64, yeah. Uh, at the end of 64, it's a, it's a, it was an episode that ran a little short. So we decided to spice it up by I op- I basically read a book, a chapter of a book to Adam, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and we decided to do that again mm-hmm. uh, this episode, where I would read uh, some Zelda, some like Zelda related, like Christmas related fan fiction. <laughs> uh, we tried doing this twice <laughs> because the first time, the first oh one God. we had read, which was it was like a Smash Brothers Christmas so mansion disgusting. It was the smuttiest thing I've ever read. It was so disgusting. Everyone was, like, like, so horny. Yeah. Like, even (laughs) Ness was horny. Can you you guys send me that file? That sounds hilarious. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Call it if if you send me a link. I will put it down below so people can read it. (laughs) It's in the, um, it's in the first part. No, no. You have the first part. Uh, I don't remember. We did it. In, we did it in two parts. Uh, no, no I, I didn't put in the link though. Oh, like the link to the actual story, so if people want to read it. Oh yeah, sure. I'll I'll get to that. I'll get to that later. Yeah. Um... Uh, I just have to like find it in my history, I guess. But yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, no, it got, it gets really weird. Uh, uh, Samus gets hit on by Snake and Captain Falcon, and then there's like uh. Ganon and Link are really kind of going at it. Samus is uh, the only straight one in that entire thing. No, Snake and Snake is. I mean, remember yeah, Snake's yeah. like, "Oh, I want to bang Peach." Like, ah, <laughs> oh, she's really hot. Uh, you know. Like, oh my god. <laughs> it's um, if we should release that as a separate audio thing. Yeah, me, yeah. Well, like, so this trying was to your read it going... before the one that actually made it into the Christmas episode. Maybe it'll be at the last. Yeah, one. Yeah, there's maybe it'll there be... was there was that one, and then the final one is a uh, what was a 
I'm trying to remember what it was. It was a Grinch. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, it was all the was Zelda vi- like, villains. Yeah, how the Zelda villains stole Christmas or something. Which is, and that one also gets really weird. By the it, way, it, it, it like starts right. off really like oh, okay, whatever, and then it, like at the end, it just takes this weird turn into like sexualization. Yeah, where everyone's like, I want to kiss him. I want to kiss him. <laughs> and I, I don't. I don't... <laughs> Colin was like, "Is this the first story we read? Like, did I somehow <laughs> like slip back into that one?" Is there that, some that kind of bug? Was, overall, that story was not actually that bad. It wasn't. No, it was weird. It had a lot of weird issues, like how the very first two lines <laughs> don't, don't rhyme, rhyme, but like everything, but then the rest of it does. Everything like, else like, consistently rhymes. Also, the dude had like a thesaurus on hand, just <laughs> using like random version of words for no reason. Yeah, um, he's used perturbed instead of disturbed. Yeah, stuff point. like yeah. that. <laughs> Just, so uh, what would have worked for that first rhyme? I don't remember the what what's the what was the I have no idea thing because I don't remember. it ended with it was weird. not even a like like. Yeah, no, it was like uh Christmas Eve and like, all throughout the house, nothing was Yeah, all throughout the house, a not like-like. a creature was stirring, not like even a like like. Like I, I don't understand. He could have said not even like like or mouse. Yeah, there has to be Zelda baddies that was the other weird thing how he kept going zelda like, baddies the zaddy the zelda baddies or the zelda villains like they're, they're, he couldn't call them like the furious five or something. harbingers of darkness <laughs> yeah <laughs> so adam yes um you wanted to talk about far cry 4 earlier on the episode oh jeez, yeah might bring it up now. uh I, it's not gonna be as long as like i mentioned it might be but i it just it's gonna put me in a bad place bad mood <laughs> But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say what I feel about Far Cry 4. Um, I was... It's no good. I haven't felt this offended with a video game since I played The Witcher 2. Um, just, I was so excited for Far Cry 4 when it was announced. Because I really liked Far Cry 3. And the other Far Cry's are really good as well. I'm not matching them at all. I'm just saying, like, that was the first one I played in the franchise. And then I went back and played Far Cry 2 and 1. But um, I was excited for Far Cry 4. Um, and I finally get to play it, and it feels so shallow and so poorly written. It feels like, I think Colin described it best, a fan mod of Far Cry 3. Yeah. It's like, there's an upgrade system, but you can't really do much. There's a skill tree list, but it's really bare, and there's only two paths, and they don't really differentiate that much. Uh, the story is there, but you don't really learn anything about your character or any of the characters that you care about, only about the characters that you don't and all the reasons for you being where you are in this country of Kirat really make no sense. There is no I, reason I, for you to genuinely be there. an excuse, really. Mm-hmm. For you I'm really bad. disappointed that they made Far Cry 4 uh, because Far Cry 3 is really good. Mm-hmm. And kind of like the Witcher series. It would have been like, a good place every... to end it on. Far Cry 3. Yeah. No, I would have been okay with a Far Cry 4. Just... At least a few more years. Okay, that's after what I was. I was just Ray. wondering what you meant by that. So I because was... each one mm-hmm. was kind of like The Witcher, where it's like it's completely different. The first one is like this weird jungle game. Mm-hmm. The second one is like Malaria Simulator 2010, <laughs> and then or 2008, whenever it came and out. The third one is um, White Boy Gets a Gun. And then, you know, the third one's like it, 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 drugs, it's, man. <laughs> it's weirdly over. Like it's it's even it's more silly open and over than the top. The other. And I love yeah, it. Yeah, but it, but it also makes you feel like you're really part of like this open world. Yeah, no. It's really wonderfully made. You get to meet this character. Even though character. it has like, skill trees and shit that's not even in the previous game. Yeah, but like, they, they, they fit in so well. 
they they added in like so many more open world elements that actually worked in the game's favor. Though it's a game that also goes on way too long. Yeah. Because by like and the, the, the twenty writer... hour mark, you're just like, God, let this end. And the writer has claimed that nobody gets the story. Oh yeah, <laughs> the the writer's also super pretentious. <laughs> it's but, like, so silly. <laughs> Far Cry Four. Fun fact about Far Cry Three and Four: because of Ubisoft's like really bad, just bang up PC ports. I I had to wait a year both times to play both games. Too long. Like I bought Far Cry 3 when it came out, but because the game was so unoptimized, I had to wait a year until it was patched to actually work. Mm-hmm. And then Far Cry 4 was also super unoptimized, so I had to wait a year until I got a new computer to play it. Um They're not gr- like Far Cry 3 is pretty good. It, I'd recommend yeah. it. Far Cry 4 just feels like just like a super for, lame for, expansion For pack. example, uh, Far Cry 3 gives you reason to meet and interact with the various villains and characters of that game uh, yeah. constantly. Far Cry 4 likes to ham it up where you're walking to a mission and everyone has access to your radio for some reason. Uh, it's explained in the game why people can do that, uh, but it's still stupid. Uh, so like Pagan Min will just be like, hey, just calling in to say what's up. How's it going? By the way, I'm doing this thing. Also, how's it doing with those guys? You having fun? Anyway, talk to you later. Like, just like weird, like, yeah, I get it. I really like his character, but stop doing this. Actually make me either meet him or not meet him entirely. You know? Far Cry 4 feels like they wanted to do Blood Dragon 2, but then they had to realize they had to make it serious. Mm -hmm. Blood Dragon is another reason why Far Cry 3 is so good, because it has things like Blood Dragon... Which is yeah. how you should do DLC. Yeah, <laughs> the 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 I... whole thing with Pegamin that you were saying, it actually feels a whole lot like uh, Handsome Jack in a way, but with a lot less character and a lot less fleshing out. Of the I liked Pegamin. Pegamin felt like what they were yeah. doing doing with Foss, but they were trying to make him the actual main villain. Yeah, like um, what I was saying through Twitter, um, we actually had a bit of a conversation about this. Mm-hmm. Right? I didn't want to make it too long. Um, That's why I was no so short with our responses. Um. I was saying that it feels at its best when Pagan Min is actually in the story and around trying to mess with the character or just trying to generally... Because their relationship is so much more interesting than anything else. Yeah. um, Like, like, their relationship is actually very interesting, but the game barely touches on it. The most interesting time you will have in that game is when you do the the secret ending, which is you are (laughs) captured by Pagan Min in the very beginning of the game, and he goes off in the middle of a dinner party to torture one of the other guests... And he asks you to wait there. And if you actually wait 15 in-game minutes, he comes back and you do a secret ending. Yeah. The, yeah. And that is the most satisfying ending of all three. Uh, it, it really feels like a get-out-of-jail-free card, though. It's just like, yeah, you don't want to play the actual game itself. You don't want to put up with these shitty-ass characters that we put in the game. Sorry, Adam. Um, <laughs> we're going to make it so you can skip that entire... St- stuff that you hate and you get all the backstory that's the hilarious yeah it's like that's like it's just like like, you take a helicopter ride he explains why you're there and you know the relationship between you and him and uh that's it and then you do what you were you came there to do in the end and it's like (laughs) wow it's just like it's just like oh uh you didn't want to play the game oh well um it rewards you for it (laughs) let's just let's just give them the ending that they actually wanted Mm -hmm. (laughs) it like actually um i remember it being described um on a YouTube video quite a while ago as um, the a story cut up between parts that nobody cared about. So if you look at it as um, it starts off with Pagan Men uh, capturing you mm-hmm. 
Um, you go through the random stuff that you don't really care about. You meet Pegamin again in the middle. You go through even more stuff you don't care about, and then you have Pegamin again. Uh, so it sort of feels like it's all this filler stuff that you don't care about, but then in the end, it just ends. The up worst being... part is, is that your weapons are much worse than they've been in previous Far Cry games. Uh, the upgrade system for all those weapons is very, very bare. Um, yeah, you have your character has no reason to care about this struggle if not a very tiny reason to and you never learn anything about him there's not a single scene where you learn about him as a person other than his relationship to certain people that's it you you see uh, you learn more about his parents uh than him himself and the parents Sounds so much more interesting than him. The game should have been about his parents. Yeah, um, a a good old writing trick that I was taught, uh, way 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 back when, uh, is is the uh, if, if the events if the events in the story, uh, sound more interesting than what's actually happening, then why aren't you reading about that, you idiot? <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it's a good it's a good uh, it's a good uh exercise in uh perspective like who should you really be following yeah um, um unless that's part of the point if the part of the point is that you're following the guy who's doing the lesser interesting stuff then it has to make sense um mm-hmm. but anyway enough about far cry 4 it's a terrible <laughs> game don't give it your money please don't i, I really hate it in every possible way it, if um, you're going to spend your money why not get the one two three and blood dragon pack for the same price as what you'd get far cry 4 Actually, well, no, probably cheaper less. now, actually. Yeah, it's much cheaper. cheaper. Yeah. Um, or any of those games that I mentioned before. Uh, but but since we talked about some of the worst games of 2015, uh, let's cover one more thing that the fan has asked us to talk about on Twitter. Squid on Twitter asks, best meme of 2015, and never mind, we're not doing that. Uh, what is your favorite <laughs> video game of 2015? Let's just do it from this year. <laughs> Well, to continue yeah. from before, when we were talking about all the different systems, the reason why I was talking about all of them was because I wanted to list off my favorite system of the year. And that is, I think the best system this year was the Steam Link. As strange as that sounds, it, like, Valve has made playing PC games on your TV, like, really simple to do without having to pay, like, a crazy amount of money for it. Yeah. Now you can just pay for a $50 box to plug into your TV and it'll just stream all your games from your PC. Surprisingly convenient. And my and most of the games that I've played this year that I I I want to give my personal game of the year thing to uh Adam, I'm sure you saw my list on Twitter mm-hmm. um are mostly PC titles because yeah. I think PC had a pretty good pull through this year. Or at least games that were pretty much specifically designed to be played on PC. Um, my fav- my my five game of the year, just in chronological order of just like being released, mm-hmm. would be Verdun, uh, Wolfenstein: The Old Blood, Until Dawn, The Jackbox Party Pack Two, and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. That's a good. That's a good uh, list. There you go. Um, my sort of not really in any chronological order, but favorite games of this year um, would have to be Mario Maker, uh, Bloodborne, 
I think Bloodborne came out this year, didn't it? I'm not. Yep. Yeah, it did. Um, what was the other one I was gonna say? Uh, Undertale, of course. Probably one of my favorite games of this year, <laughs> just because it was so great and so it actually made me think for a game that I haven't really thought like when when I play games I don't usually think, especially the newest Call of Duty or whatever. I don't think when well, I yeah, kill people. That's, but when that's... I when I killed characters in Undertale, I really thought about it and went, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Like, well, it's it's really weird how it's funny how this is the year that gave us Metal Gear Solid Five, Fallout Four, and a new Battlefront, and yet, like, there's all these other just weird just out there games that are so much better than either of them yeah and usually is the indie titles that does it like you look at shovel knight last year and that, oh yeah that is still one of my favorite games of all time um and that's but even an then indie like title. i like like i said on twitter like i i'm i'm surprised we were just trashing far cry 4 like not even three minutes ago and that's mainly because Ubisoft's like output of anything for the last few years have been pretty has been pretty terrible. Yeah. And yet yet a multiplayer only Rainbow Six game that's not even like remotely similar to any previous Rainbow Six game and yet I've put more hours into and have had more fun in the last few weeks than the new Battlefield, the new Call of Duty, the new Metal Gear, the new Fallout, the new uh, Battlefront. Although saying that, I put almost 200 hours into Witcher 3 and absolutely loved it. It was great. Um, I, I still need to dump a lot more into that game. Yeah, I, I didn't really put it on my top favorite games of this year because it had its flaws and I couldn't really say, you know, I would play that again, but for the amount of time I put into it and how much I actually enjoyed it after the fact as well, it I actually remembered parts of the story that I didn't think I would, especially some of the smaller side quests that you wouldn't even think about. Um, yeah. Like, it was just one of those games that I went, that was actually really good. And then you look at Fallout 4, uh, one of the games that I was so hyped for that I actually ended up uh, pre-ordering the, um, the really big special edition with the... Um, the the I'm having a mental blank. The Pit Boy, um, <laughs> and it I was so excited for it, and it just ended up being one of the biggest disappointments of this year. Unfortunately, uh, it, I I ended up just coming out of it going, well, that was pretty meh. Like even the side quests didn't feel very thematic in comparison to older Fallout games, and it they could have tried harder. I feel I don't. I don't know where they went wrong with it, but Fallout somewhere, forward? yeah, somewhere along along the line, I just went that doesn't there's, feel very very. There's one thing that really doesn't feel right is that there was a point in the game where the story just kind of takes a halt. Yeah, it just completely stops, and it's not the end of the game, nor does it feel like the end of the game. It just stops, and you're left wondering, what now? And a game should never make you feel like that, especially an open-world one. Um, Not too many of the characters feel that memorable either. Yeah, I have no interest. I mean, I do like some of them. There is, like, Nick, 
is really nice. I like him a lot. Yeah, um, he's awesome. Deacon's very funny. Um, but other than those two, the rest are very reminiscent of previous characters that you've had. As I've, as I've said in the previous podcast, I love the Fallout series, but my biggest issue with Fallout 4 is the fact that it has been, I mean, how many years since Fallout 3 and New Vegas have come out? And in that time, we've had games that have taken open world RPGs and, and made them so much more. And it looks like, like like Far Cry Three or Metal Gear Solid Five. It feels like, like Fallout. Really, really stretching mm-hmm. the limits of what you can do in an open world and the freedom you have. And to just go back to the same old, same old Bethesda open world. Just Fallout Four seem... has become the dinosaur. Yeah, it just it just feels like. I mean, it is is it is a straight up sequel to Far uh, to. To Fallout Three, yeah, it is it feels like you know, Fallout Three too, but I, I just still, nowadays that doesn't feel. I mean, despite not thinking it's perfect, I would still consider it one of my top games for this year. Um, and what other games would you put on there, Adam? Well, I'm glad that you not to sound condescending. No, no. because that's what the the top. <laughs> yeah, just kind of sliding <laughs> into that segue, so we call yeah, them in the segue, uh, the yeah. industry. Um, Triforce Heroes. Uh, Undertale and Rocket League. Oh, and finally, last but not least, for Dune. Yep. Uh, I I don't, I think that that is a strong list. Um, and I'm very happy I, with it. I oh, I think for Dune, and if I may, yeah. uh, Shovel Knight's new uh, uh oh, story. Oh yeah, you uh, may thought about that. <laughs> it was the Plague of Shadows. It was called or something, yep. wasn't it? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm still yet to play that. How do you actually? This was a year that? where standalone DLC was a lot more fun than <laughs> even newer releases. Like as I said earlier, Wolfenstein: The Old Blood came out, and that's twenty dollars, and it's like nine hours long, and features like just as much as like the New Order did. Well, mm-hmm. um, Far Cry Primal is coming out soon. I'm... But that's not a standalone DLC. That's a full sixty dollar title. Oh, really? Yeah. Ew. Yeah. Oh yeah. gosh! I thought it was another like. Yeah, it is. Um, Poor Luke. I, I feel like another... he keeps getting these bombshells. Yeah, <laughs> no. I know. This is this is just an episode of disappointment. I thought that was oh, going no. to be another um, like sort of expansion pack to Far Cry Four, like they did with uh, Blood Dragon. No. Ah, oh, that's stupid. Yeah. No. Um, I think I think if I had to give one game like the ultimate ultimate like game of the year for me it would be verdun because uh for me it really proves that indie developers can really make something that's not only as good as um triple a's can but also they can do it with like just starting from scratch with nothing because verdun is a steam green light early access game mm-hmm. that actually instead of just making a product that was really shoddy and just just hoping that you know they just take the money and run they actually took their early access time to make something almost completely different from when they first put the game on steam that and... game came out this year as well yep that game is also that's not about that that's like a runner up for that me that is definitely yeah. up there uh jeff did you already say yours uh no i feel like i haven't even played enough to really comment on it uh but i have i sorry i've had that feeling too where i you feel like you haven't played enough but at the same time i was like wait i played like 20 games this year no but like i i don't know i really honestly feel like i haven't because it's mostly been like 
but other games you have played i started to get more into the pc ones um well i know undertale's on there um partially i mean uh we've i don't think we've hit on this but and it's sort of assumed with the indie factor is just the surprise factor like adam hyped the game up for me before i played it was like it's gonna be real great it's a really great game and then I played it, and then I started playing it, and I was like, my expectations were super low at the beginning because I was like, oh man, this game looks like Adam, crap. Adam has terrible opinions on games. Yeah, Adam has terrible opinions on games, exactly. Um, but <laughs> I was like, this doesn't look that great, the combat's kind of boring. And then like as I went more and more on, I was like, I was continuously surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Um, so Undertale's on there. Uh, Xenoblade, I gotta put on there because... I really think they nailed the exploration aspect of open world. I think they've they've done a phenomenal job with it. Um, and I really enjoy flying around in a mech suit. It's amazing. Um, it's just Gundam, but on the Wii it was great. Um, and then beyond that, I really I did enjoy Splatoon. I've been playing it recently, but when it first came, definitely out, deserves really to be out there. Was, yeah, I I thought I was thoroughly like even with all the hype around it, i was thoroughly impressed by how the concept actually worked out um plus i still stand by the idea that the single player is surprisingly strong for a game that's multiplayer focused wasn't it caleb that said that or was it i think it was caleb who said that the boss fight in Splatoon yeah we chat i remember talking favorites. to him about this it, it's a really satisfying uh single player final boss mm-hmm. um in terms of like adventure games like for me it's always rpgs that have the best or can have the best. Um, but besides for those ones, I mean, I've really enjoyed Yoshi's Woolly World because I've been able to play with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of, I, I I don't think I put it up there in terms of like games of the year. It's a great game. It's super fun. But I don't know. And then... Oh, did you uh, upload the... Uh, I know this is a little off topic, but did you ever upload that Mario Maker level we made? No, I still need to like turn it on and see if they will let us. All right, do that. But if it is up, it'll be down okay. below the code. Okay. You can see... Uh, Pappy's first level. I think it's Is called. That what we called it? I think it called it Pappy's first level. Okay. Yeah. And this, the whole idea is, what, what was the idea that kept us kept us going on? How do we make always... it so that people are more mad at us? Yeah. How can you make it more and more frustrating? With very little items, because you haven't played through most of the game. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the joy of Super Mario Maker. Uh, yeah, but yeah, um... I really don't feel like I played enough, so. But those are oh, those are what I've enjoyed. I walked into Super Mario Maker. They're about to say a door. <laughs> um, yeah, I just walked into a, a door. I was just like, out of it. No, that um, didn't sound like a door. Well, I mean, I, it was a door shaped like a giant hand. Yes, it was actually. Anyway, you were saying in Mario Maker? Yeah. Um, I walked in thinking it was going to be uh like a bit like Happy Wheels in the fact that it was sort of a fad, but more or less dropped off the map as it went on, um, but it is surprisingly in depth, uh, especially when you find those levels that you go, how in the hell did they even make that? I like, was very impressed uh, when we were running the Zelda Informer uh, Mario Maker or Mario Mashup or whatever we called it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very impressed by some of the levels that were submitted. There was one that I had Adam Stark playing through that really like got the feeling of going through a Delta dungeon. It mm-hmm. actually, uh, and those who are really good at it seem to figure out, like, the best way to do it is to sort of make it so there's one place where you get an item, mm-hmm. and then you have to carry that to somewhere else, and you're able to solve, like, 
uh, an, some sort of impassable obstacle otherwise. And right. they did a really good job with it. Yeah, like, you would think that it'd be one of those small little things that people go, oh, yeah, that's cute. We might buy that for our sons and daughters for Christmas or whatever. The, the quick, um, mm-hmm. But it's one of those games that you go, well, I might play that every now and then. It's enraging as hell because people just make those levels now. But well, there's there's a few different kinds of levels that people try to make. There's the auto runs, which play themselves, which are just kind of cool, kind of just for fun. Yeah. Um, there's the type of levels that people make to try and you know make sure people are having a good time. There's the type of levels that people make most. These are the most popular ones, hard as they can. And then then there's finally the ones that try their best to emulate what a Mario game feels like. And those are the hardest to come across. Uh, not only because it's the hardest to capture, but it's also something that most people aren't really going for. Um, I'm not a big fan of the uh, the levels where you just get pushed to the end and you don't really have to do much. They still, mm. they're like They were cool at the start of it was cool when i played it at e3 (laughs) like as um i I thought it was a sorry um and i've sort of become to realize that there are those levels that people have spent hours upon hours to make and then you look at the ones that sort of push you along to the end and you just go i wonder how many times people have gone i'm just going to copy and paste that level from there and sort of make it my own in that makes any sense sort of like it's the same sort of thing but with different music attached to it just to make it their own um and they they just f- sort of feel rushed in the end um in comparison to levels that sort of take you an hour to finish but are so well designed and take that precision and timing to actually get it right well then hopefully you'll like the one that i made <laughs> <laughs> um but uh that's just still waiting on the uh, Areno Mario Maker stream. Areno yeah. versus ten thousand creators. Yeah. I, I'm really curious about that. Uh, There's a raw up, but not subtitled. Well, yet. we'll let you know when that that uh, subtitle version is up. But I think we're just about done for this week. Uh, I want to think. Well, why don't we just do one last thing? Because I you, I haven't talked about my city thing. Ah, uh, we did not talk about your city thing. Well, just I'll just do it real quick because uh, it's 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 one when, thing. Mention the I, one thing you can mention your city thing, then we'll kind of wrap it up. All right. uh, Steam accounts. Uh, there was a big kerfuffle oh, on right. just on Christmas. Uh, basically, a bunch of people were given cash aid pages of other people's accounts. Um, you actually really couldn't do anything. Some people said that they saw information. Uh, so far, Steam has said that there have been no breaches. They uh, yeah so, they did um they released a full statement today and basically it was like like ca- it was crazy but it was just a cash issue like you couldn't buy anything mm-hmm. or really like get into anyone's like information gritty details because yeah. like it doesn't even show you the full information on the actual page no it didn't you, you maybe saw like the last four digits some, um, of their credit card number the four di- no not even credit cards the last four digits of like your phone number or um an email address but other than that yeah but like, they're still contacting the ten thousand or so people whose information may have been shown yeah they're still looking into whose information was just kind of floating out there they're and, trying to make sure that nothing uh, happened which is really good yeah um yeah i think there's actually thirty-five thousand accounts uh were sort of had that issue um, yeah i was I well was it was reading. just mainly people who were using steam during and that they moment. just said to stop using steam 
Yeah. And then, I remember there was a big kerfuffle with people just linking their Steam accounts from their PayPal, um, just in case. Uh, it was lucky because well, my internet people was actually... out that time, so... Uh, my, well, it's, it yeah. didn't really do anything. It didn't really change yeah, anything. You nah. just kind of dislinked. Um, but yeah, tell us about your Christmas adventure today. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I got a bunch of money uh, during Christmas, a uh, hundred bucks, to be exact. So I decided I'd do a little trip into the city and uh, spend it. <laughs> um. And he went uh, straight to the strip club. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, I I wasn't really looking to get anything in particular. Um, I ended up picking up a couple DVDs of classic movies. Except I'm kidding. Uh, we talked about this. Uh, I think, I oh, think yeah, the best yeah, way we, to describe it would be, if you were to be held up at gunpoint, what would they find? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, they, they'd find... Let they'd me, find let's, do, let's, let's do a little skit, skit of it. All right, so... Hey, no, Colin, no, no, no. I'm, a, just... I'm a dirty New York Jew. Give me your money. Hey, give me your shekels. Oh, what do you got in the bag? Uh, here, here's this, here's this bag. It's got a DS light charger, <laughs> uh, Max Keeble's big move on DVD, and the the Flintstones Yabba Dabba two pack with the live action Flintstones <laughs> and Viva Rock Vegas movies on DVD. You know what? You keep it, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, I I went to. Uh, Video Games New York, which is a probably the the most famous video game store in all of New York City, probably the best one too, just because their pricing isn't the worst. Um, I picked up a weird PC Engine wrestling game. I have no idea what it is. All I can tell you is that the label art is Tarzan giving a shirtless Jason Voorhees a roundhouse kick. Jesus, with with some sort of like centaur man just kind of floating in the background <laughs> i don't speak moon rune so i can't tell you what the title is uh i also picked up guitaru man which is a cult classic rhythm game on the ps2 hoping to scratch that if uh, that itch that uh parappa left kind of parappa 2 just kind of let me you know left me hanging and i bought a ds light nice i didn't just buy a charger it, it came with a ds light um, the charger came it, with the system. Yeah, I the bought. System came with the charger. Sorry, that's what I meant. The well, system. yeah. Oh man, <laughs> screwed that. Yeah, it was actually it was weird because it was um I actually bought it at a used bookstore because all the other game stores I went to in the city were were like, hey, we want like eighty to ninety dollars for a DS Lite. And yet the bookstore I went to was like, yeah, it's the DS Lite. You get a stylus, you get a charger. It's thirty bucks. I'm like, that's not bad. I can do that. Um. It's weird. I haven't actually held a DS since 2009. What? Or 2010. Why did you get... Why did you want a, 3D, a DS Lite? Uh, to play GBA games on. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, yep. Right. There, there you, there you go. Um, my <laughs> so... GBA SP, the screen on it broke recently, and I don't feel like hacking it open and replacing it with a different screen. Also, GBA SPs have gotten really expensive lately. I Just found my old... Add... Wait, have they really? Yeah, they are. They've kind of gone up a little I bit. Have a, I have an SP in my apartment. I also found well, my Game go. Boy Micro recently, which is really cool. The Game Boy Micro is cool, but like I, I, I was like, if I'm going to get a system to play GBA games on, I'd rather have something a little bulkier. Because mm. I, I was thinking I'd, I'd rather have either a DS Lite or like a backlit modded 
original GBA. Yeah. The micro is a, is a neat little gimmick, but it's not exactly. I, I uh, like the micro, but it's not it's not good for playing like RPGs with tiny little sprites. Yeah, no. Um, but I got the DS Lite because I was like, I might as well play Game Boy Advance and DS games on the go. It's a little more better than just GBA games or GBA yeah. and like Game Boy Color games. Uh, uh, but yeah, but it's weird because I I haven't held like an actual DS since I got the 3DS in 2011, and I haven't actually held a regular sized DS console, including 3DS at all, since like 2012. So. It's weird to just go from the 3DS XL, the new 3DS XL I have, to then like this tiny little DS from 2006. All right, guys. Uh, well, I want to thank you guys for joining me. It was a fun episode, episode 69. We didn't make a single joke about it. I swear to God, if someone does, they're getting kicked out of this episode. Um, <laughs> but uh, thank you guys uh, for the wonderful year that was. I'm, I'm not even going to include it, so don't even try. Um, thank you for the wonderful <laughs> year that was uh, 2015. It's It's been a lot of fun, our first full year of doing podcasts uh i want to thank jeff colin luke for joining me and all of our wonderful guests who contributed into last week's christmas special um i want to thank Vinny and ky from vine sauce digs bot rosen vernon shaw from hot pepper gaming jake riley chris from the podcast caleb from the podcast cassie uh colin mcisaac who is the head of gamenesia uh spark of the android super bunny hot storm dame and mc gamer all of them help make this Christmas special possible. Uh, special Sparky thanks. Sparky the Android. I said Sparky the Android. Did you say Sparky the Android? I did. Well, there were three of them. So. Oh, that's true. Uh, but yeah, thank you. Check out all of them. Uh, I've sent I, Their links are in the last week's episode. It was, it's a very long list of Twitters, so you can find whatever shows they do. Arcade Cabinet, Hot Pepper Gaming. Uh, you can go and see down below... Uh, the I think the recordings from because I think it's over at that by the point this episode goes up the streams from the Zeldathon that is going on right now uh, that MC Gamer is a part of uh, I think he's sick as well so send him your love uh, make sure he's doing better and uh, we will see all of you in 2016 I've been Adam bye thanks for listening alright see ya this week's banner is just a picture of Link and Zelda just like going at it that would be absolutely perfect watch out